Hi guys, this is Ida Falteranta, and today's topic is Italy's media portrayal of femicides as crimes of passion. Before I begin this discussion, some context is needed to gain an understanding of the gravity of the issue. Firstly, femicide was first coined in 1992 by Diane Russell and is defined as a homicide by the male partner against the woman due to gender. Italian law in regards to femicides has been extremely lenient and obscure in the past. Until 1980, a criminal code, Article 587, known as the Honor Crimes Articles in Italy, only dictated mild punishments for homicides against women, as this was considered necessary to defend the man's honor. Although this law no longer exists in Italian legal systems, it created a femicide culture in Italy, which still exists to this day. There were 142 reported instances of femicides. And only in 2015 was a multi-level governance framework introduced, the Extraordinary National Action Plan Against Sexual and Gender Abuse. This is also a processing system. However, before 2015, there was no governmental organization in Italy responsible for the gatherings of the gender-based crime data, and it depended on an NGO, excuse my Italian, Casa del Donne per Non Subire Violenza, to report statistics to the media meaning that the numbers of assaults were not only grossly unreported, but were not controlled by the government. Despite this, Italy has progressed since then. For example, in 1996, Law 66 was passed in the judiciary system, as this law amended its preceding law, which did not recognize a human victim in sexual violence, and due to this ambiguity made it easier for the perpetrator to avoid a heavy sentence. But the law was modified to recognize a human victim in 1996. In 2009, a law, Article uh, 216, was passed that recognized harassment and stalking as criminal offenses, although considering its date, this was extremely late. But um, But these were among other examples of implemented laws pursuing the issues of inequality between the genders in Italy. But while the amendments of these laws and introduction of new gender frameworks in Italy are great progress, the implementation of these laws and framework do not lead to the re-education, increasing awareness, and rehandling of the subject of domestic violence on a cultural and social level, which Italy desperately needs. And to the topic of the podcast, this issue is made transparent in the language used around femicides in Italian media. How can Italy experience a cultural shift when the media approaches these issues with a general lack of criticality in regards to its interdependence with Italian culture dictated by gender and power. Of course, one cannot blame that this cultural shift has not occurred solely due to the media. However, it can definitely be held responsible for the further dissemination of these misogynistic attitudes. The various Italian media sources have continuously framed domestic violence cases as acts of love and passion, with common themes of violence was due to jealousy, divorce, or unrequited love. While the motives for these murders were actually listed for being due to issues such as the male kills the female because the female cheated on him, criticized his behavior, sexually rejected him, or if she had financial troubles, among others, which clearly prove that these are matters of gender and power. Although in the media, the articles concluded that the murders were a result of his insane passion. Other themes are justifying the murders as a result of loss of control, making these murders appear as unpredictable and therefore understandable. In contrast to its coverage of the female victim, the news source would often even find vices in the female behavior through exploiting stereotypical narrative of female characteristics, the woman being weak and lacking emotional stability, 
who lacked the strength to leave the relationship before it came to her death, therefore making the woman culpable for a heinous crime committed by the male against her. These perspectives and reports continuously appear and even thrive. In 2016, the Italian TV show called La Lenne interviewed a man who used to beat his wife to the point where she had to go to the hospital on numerous occasions and was eventually murdered by him. When asked whether his partner loved him, he responded with yes and blamed it on sick love. In the docudrama Amora, Amore Criminale, which first aired in 2007, which covered more than 200 femicide cases, the theme song of the show was Each Man Kills the Thing He Loves and began its credit scene with a background displaying images of hearts and guns, a visual representation of the idea of femicides as an act of love and passion. Lelene also did not include interviews with the male perpetrators, which in a sense let them off the hook. Furthermore, when it came to the cases of the, de the death of Elisa Pomarelli, whose body was found two weeks after her death, and whose male killer even confessed to the murder, the headlines were, these are translated to English, a good giant unable to hurt, and he loved her, but she had rejected him. Moreover, this is, there is also a lack of attention regarding femicides against victims involved in prostitution, which shows that Italia's media is fa um, failing to prioritize equally concerning crimes due to the career of the woman. While Italy is gravitating toward improved attitudes in regards to gender-based violence and femicides in legislature, and through this has even achieved several social changes, for example, more men are accessing anger management helplines in Italy. The femicide st um, statistics published every year since 2015 are remaining fairly stable, and the numbers won't drop by a lot until the media begins to address the issue of gender and power when speaking about femicides. 